It is Monday. We hear live from R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Allison. Had anyone asked me week before last about what was going to be left of winter, and I might have replied quite hopefully that winter's back was about to be broken. I would have made such an inaccurate assessment because on the 23rd of February, a couple of friends and I had shoveled our way down from the state highway in West Old Town to the banks of a special section of Pushaw Stream that flows through the Harundo Wildlife Reserve. That special section of the stream there is spring-fed, meaning enough minor turbulence is created so that the surface has sufficient ripples to avoid becoming frozen. On that Thursday morning also, the temperature at 9 o'clock in the morning was already above freezing, and the mercury was climbing fast. Only the slightest five-knot headwind mitigated the warming effect of the full sunshine. We were able to paddle for several miles before meeting impassable ice flows, and thus we headed back to the landing, thankful along the way for the hour or so of exquisite gliding Mother Nature had afforded us. The preponderance of clear skies lately has been a boon to sky watchers, too. Last night, the moon resided within the winter circle, sometimes also called the winter hexagon, composed of the stars Capella, Castor, Pollux, Procyon, Betelgeuse, Sirius, Rigel, and Aldebaran. The winter circle, or winter hexagon, is not one of the 88 recognized constellations, but instead is called an asterism, a pattern of stars traditionally familiar because of its ease of recognition. Those clear skies of the past few days, as most of us who have ventured outside, have been accompanied by stout winds, 20 knots and better, that have created temperatures as brutal as any we have endured this winter. I marvel when I look out to the garden expectantly and notice that the clump of snowdrops that appear every year about this time are right on schedule. The stems are poking out of the frozen ground. Miraculous. And when I looked at the burgeoning moon last night, flanked on one side by Betelgeuse and on the other by Aldebaran, floating within the winter circle, I remembered what I had read a day or two before about the outfit SpaceX which plans to launch two paying passengers on a tourist trip around the moon next year using a spaceship under development for NASA astronauts and a heavy-lift rocket yet to be flown. It will be the first privately funded tourist flight beyond the orbit of the International Space Station, Space Exploration Technology's chief executive announced in a conference call to reporter Irene Klotz in a conference call at Cape Canaveral. Plans call for the SpaceX's two-person lunar venture to fly 300,000 to 400,000 miles from Earth, past the moon, before Earth's gravity pulls the spaceship back into the atmosphere for a parachute landing, a trajectory similar to NASA's 1968 Apollo 8 mission beyond the moon and back. Tickets to ride cost $250,000 each. SpaceX says it has a $10 billion backlog of about 70 missions for NASA and commercial customers. The firm's backers include Alphabet's Google Incorporated and Fidelity Investments, which together have contributed $1 billion to chief executive Elon Musk's firm, SpaceX.
space exploration technologies. But I don't know. With this new supply of earthly cold weather down east, I think sapping might just be the major temptation for us in Maine at the moment. Hard to refuse that maple syrup. From our own Maine, here's to a great day.